the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Okay, Joshua 1.8 is where we are. Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. It's amazing. Joshua 1 8. We're back on track. Somebody say, We're back on track. We're back on track. So, we're going to continue this series and then we'll drive it. Codes for good success. And basically, what I'm doing is that I'm laying a foundation for this particular service. That is why I'm not in a hurry. This service is designed to raise mighty generals in this church. Yeah, mighty generals. Millionaires are coming out of this service. Great business leaders are coming out of this service. Successful entrepreneurs are coming out of this service. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's what it's about. This service is not designed to raise pastors. It's designed to raise uh, men and women of substance with money. People who can push the gospel agenda. Who can speak and make a difference in life. Are you with me here? That's what the service is about. God spoke to me that I should put this service together so that Christian leaders will be raised in the financial place. Amen? Amen. The principles of leadership generally apply in all spheres of life. But we are talking about leading in finance, leading in the business place, leading in various aspects of life. Amen? Amen? And then making impact, living a life of great impact. All of us are called to do it. But there are some people, they take it to another level. That's what the service is about. And in laying the foundation, I want you to really get what we are about so that you can really get it. This is a very good uh, text. This book of the Lord shall not, but you shall meditate therein. Say, I make my way prosperous. I have good success. Say, I make my way prosperous. I have good success. Say, good success is my heritage. Good success is my birthright. Good success is my portion in Christ. I have good success. I succeed everywhere I go. I'm a success. I'm a shining star. I make a difference affect my generation. I'm a world impacter in the name of Jesus. Say an amen. amen. Alright, so he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but, but thou shalt meditate upon it. So, we're looking at good success and we started by laying a foundation and we established that God wants you to be successful. It's not like he wants you to be successful. He's wired you for success. 
Somebody say, I'm wired for success. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are wired for success. God programmed you to succeed. That's why it's too late for any force to stop you from succeeding. You will succeed. You will fulfill destiny. You will impart your generation. Nothing will be too strong enough to stop you from success. Wired. Wired. Before you were born, God wired you for success. When he made man, man was programmed for success. So, success is not something you pray for. Success is who you are already in Christ. And you need to know how to do to make it out. That's all. Success is who you are. The Bible said that long before he programmed us in Christ, that we will live the good life. Somebody say the good life. Ephesians talks about the good life. That's success. The good life. There's a good life for you in Christ. Somebody said, there's a good life for me in Christ. The psalmist was speaking. He said, the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Yet, I have a goodly heritage. Somebody say, I have a goodly heritage. You have a goodly heritage in Christ. So, you need to know how to make it come out. And this was what God was doing with Joshua. He said, Joshua, I am the one who delivered you. Joshua, I'm the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And you and I know we've also been brought out of the land of Egypt. We're in the Egypt of sin. We're in the Egypt of bondage to the world. But God delivered us and brought us. He said, giving thanks unto the Father who had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who had delivered us and translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, Israel was delivered from Egyptian bondage and they were translated from the kingdom of slavery, from the kingdom of servanthood, from the kingdom of insignificance into a land of great promise. Can somebody say an amen? amen. That was it. And this man, Joshua, had the privilege of leading such people. So God was telling Joshua, Joshua, listen, you are a success already. But I want you to get the quotes right so that you can put them together and you don't sabotage your destiny. You are the number one person who can sabotage your destiny. And you sabotage your destiny by not doing what God says you should do. As long as you do what God expects you to do, you will get there. I see you get there. I said, I see you get there. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, it's important we appreciate this because not everybody who left in Egypt entered Canaan. Canaan was their land of promise. The Bible said, I'm bringing you into a good land. A land that flowed with milk and honey. A land where you eat bread without scarcity. A land where you inhabit houses you didn't build. And these people were too many. They left Egypt. But not all of them. But Joshua and Caleb were the people among their generation who left Canaan and they entered. They left Egypt and they entered Canaan. You will enter your promised land. I said you will enter your promised land. You will enjoy your promised land. You see, in Christ, we have already arrived at our promised land. But what we do with the word of God is what we influence whether we enjoy the promised land. Because there are Christians, if you look at their lives, you will not even desire to want to be a Christian. There's no testimony around their life. Everything is so natural. Everything that happens to unbelievers happens to them. They fall sick, they fall sick. They die, they die. They are poor, they are poor. Everything, I mean, you are too common. You are too common. You are not a common person. 
I said, uh, you are not a common person. You have to understand. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. There's a new person in you. You are not common. So don't live your life like a common person. I'm not common. I don't expect that what happens to everybody will happen to me. No, 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 no. I expect that what happens to supernatural people will happen to me. One of the things that happen to supernatural people is that they enjoy favor. You will enjoy favor. You will enjoy favor. You will enjoy grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Supernatural people are also super protected by angels. Everywhere I go, I'm conscious of that fact that I am protected. Super protected. Super defended. Somebody say, I'm protected. No, 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 no. That's who you are. So, he comes to Joshua. I said, this book of the Lord. This is the book. Now you are on your way to Canaan, Joshua. That is a promised land. But this is the book. And for us, we are in Christ. But if you are going to grow and become all that we have to be in Christ, we must grow in the knowledge of God. The Bible says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. Because if you don't grow, you will grow in life. If you don't grow in the spirit, if you don't grow in your mind, if you don't grow in your emotions, you will grow in life. You shall not grow in life. I said you shall not grow in life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Alright, so we establish the fact that good success is our portion. Somebody say, good success is my portion. And we said in that text, that one verse of scripture that I loaded, God put a lot of quotes in there. Powerful quotes. Powerful quotes. And when you carry the code, you don't pray for a door to open. Are you with me here? Yeah. When you have the key, the codes are like keys. You type them in, you do you do it on your phone, immediately it's open. It gives you access. So code gives you access. Somebody say codes give me access. Yeah. Code gives you access. Success is your heritage. Your access to it are biblical codes for it. And those are the codes we are looking at. And the first code we looked at is the code of what? Knowledge. Somebody say the code of knowledge. The code of knowledge. Say the knowledge code. Say the knowledge code. The Bible said, choose my instruction rather than silver. And knowledge rather than pure gold. Africans like money. And they don't even know how to make it. Yeah. We have great desire for money. The things the average African will do for money, most of the other people of other races may not do it. Yeah, may not do it. I mean, we travel outside there. The jobs that those people will not do, those are the jobs we go for. Yeah, yeah. Jobs that they won't do, jobs that they feel that is below their dignity as people, those are the jobs we go for. Why? Because we love money. For a little pounds, for a little dollars, that's all. Your dignity is not important to you. You don't know how to make it. So knowledge is key. Say, choose my instruction rather than silver, and knowledge rather than pure gold. Gold, 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 gold. If I put knowledge here and I put money here, the average African, even in this church now, I pray that that changes. And that's why we are doing this. Hundred dollars here, uh, two hundred dollars, uh, two hundred thousand dollars here, and I give you a set of books here, and I say these are books that can make you a millionaire. 
No, 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 no. Let me go to any letter hall in Ghana today. Let me go to any letter hall in Africa and do that. They have failed the test before I start. No, 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 no. Money? No, 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 no. Some of them, ah, let me take the money first. <laughs> Nabuk we go chop. Nabuk we go chop. That's how Africa mindset. But you see, everything, the money came from the book. You see, if you get the mind that made the money, you are better off than getting the money. In the book, you discover the mind that made the money. When you are handed the money, you don't know anything. That's why the Bible says, the Lord made his ways known unto Moses and his art to the children of Israel. When you are young, you go for arts. When you grow up, you, show, you go for ways. For your ways are not my ways, neither are my thoughts like your thoughts. Praise God. Your value for knowledge will determine to a large extent how far you go in life. How do you value knowledge? The knowledge I'm sharing with you. Yeah. People pay to hear what I'm sharing with you for free. And you don't even value it as much. Yeah. Choose. My people are destroyed. That scripture frightens me, Pastor James. My people. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people. Not Satan's people. My people. My people. So if you are a child of God and you are going to fulfill your destiny, you are not going to be destroyed. You have to value knowledge. Please take your seat. Value knowledge. The knowledge of the word of God must be important to you than anything else in this life. Knowledge, knowledge. The Bible said through knowledge that there shall be delivered. The people that do know shall be strong and do exploit. They will be strong. Value knowledge, knowledge. I walked you under the first service. I walked you through through the first that series. I walked you ten reasons why knowledge is critical for success. Please go for it. The podcast is there. Listen again and again. You see, you will always deceive yourself when you hear a message once and you think you've heard it. No, it's a lie. When you hear a message, your capacity to retain is like ten percent, and it begins to go down as the days passes. I tell you, there are messages I listen to every week. Every week I listen to them. Every week. Since I started this service, there are messages I listen to every week. One message, I listen to it every week. What is in it? The Bible said, the spirit entered into me. When you hear the message, first of all, you hear words. But as you continue to soak it, the spirit behind the message enters you. And when the spirit behind the message enters you, that's when transformation has begun. Most of you, you just hear the thing. But the spirit behind it has not entered you. I'll teach on excellence. You can hear about excellence. But until the spirit of excellence enters you, it will not reflect in your behavior. It will not reflect in your attitude. So you have to listen again and again. Ten reasons why. Ten reasons. I shared with you. Ten reasons why. And those were not exhaustive. Those were foundational. Why knowledge is critical. Beyond that, we also touched on Four kinds of knowledge critical for your success. Somebody say four kinds of knowledge. Somebody say four kinds of knowledge. Yeah, it's because I'm about to introduce something new, so I need to get you into this mode right. Four kinds of knowledge critical for your success. Four kinds of knowledge. One, we said the knowledge of God. Somebody say the knowledge of God. If you don't know God, no matter who you know, you will still fail. You may not fail, but you will not experience good success. Yeah, because there are people who have succeeded with distinguish between good success and bad success. You can have success without God, 
but you can't have good success without God. I said you can have success without you can have success without but you can't have good success without God. Yeah, that's it. It's not it's not possible. Notice somewhere you can have success without God, but you cannot have good success without God. Good success. Good success. So that's it. Knowledge of God. Number two, knowledge of yourself and your divinely endowed abilities and gifts. You have to know yourself. Know yourself. Oh man, no doubt self. Know yourself. Know yourself. Know yourself. Number three, know your assignment in life. Everybody has an assignment. You have an assignment. The assignment of your nose is to smell. The assignment of your mouth is to talk. The assignment of your legs is to walk. The assignment of your eyes is to see. Are you with me here? Yeah, so everybody has an assignment. The assignment of the doctor is to attend to your physical health. The assignment of the lawyer is to attend to your legal matters. The assignment of the mechanic is to attend to your, your vehicle. Am I communicating here? That's very important. Everybody is wired for an assignment. You have to get into the zone of that assignment. There are people who are doing things they have not been assigned to. And you cannot have good success like that. Number four is you have to know how life works on earth. Somebody say, you know how life works on earth. And then, of course, we touch on seven great attitudes you must develop towards what? Somebody say, seven great attitudes? Say it, seven great attitudes? I must develop. Towards what? You need seven great attitudes. You need to develop them. One, value knowledge. Two, do what? Number one, value knowledge. Number two, love knowledge. Value knowledge, value knowledge, value knowledge, value knowledge. When you come to church, the knowledge of God coming from the altar must be more important to you. Oh, Pastor, I want you to lay your hands on me. I believe in the laying of hands. I believe in praying for people. But listen, if your head can be straightened up, sometimes the laying of hands may not be necessary. If your head and your mind can think straight. You see, it's because the average African thinks that his help is outside him. That's why in African nations, we are always looking for help from another nation. Yeah. It takes radical thinking to go the way of Bogigami. When we begin to see that our help is not outside, it's inside us, then success has really begun. You are looking for somebody to help you. Your help is not outside. The woman, he says, uh, I have nothing. He said, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? Because there's something you have in your house, but you don't know. Uh, in this man, Moses, he said, Lord, help us. Look, the Egyptians are coming. He said, what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? A man was traveling to a far country. He called his servants and delivered to them. Everyone receive something. Somebody say I have something. Say I have something. That's what we'll be looking at in the second service. There is something you have in Christ. And you need to know what you have in Christ. Most of us are looking for things that we don't need. And the things we have, we don't acknowledge them. So in the second service, we'll be looking at what do I have in Christ that makes me a special person? What do I have that sets me apart? I have something. Value knowledge. Love knowledge. Number three, be hungry for knowledge. Somebody say, be hungry for knowledge. Say, be hungry for knowledge. Number four, pursue knowledge. Number five, invest in what? Number store, store, store. Yeah, you have to store knowledge. 
store knowledge. That's why you have to come to church with writing tools. Either your phone or your tablet or your book or something. But never be in church and you carry nothing to write nothing. It means you don't value anything. You don't value knowledge at all. You don't value knowledge. You come to church, you don't write anything. You just stare at the man of God. Ah, oh, how was church? It was very powerful. What was powerful about the service? Yeah. One, one very common charismatic cliche. It was very powerful. We use the word powerful for everything. How is the program? Very powerful. How, <laughs> how is the food? Very powerful. Everything is powerful. Just abuse of language. Praise the Lord. Everything is powerful. Everything is powerful. It's powerful, but it's not showing in your life. Oh, have a very powerful pastor. And his influence is not being seen in your life. Because whatever he tells you, you don't, you don't value it. Value knowledge. I'm particular about people I'm speaking with and they are writing nothing. No, 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 no. I, I know that their future is not secure. I know that they don't have a bright future. I know they are not going very far. God was speaking to Habakkuk. He said, write. Write what? Write the vision down. When the angel appeared to John, he said, write. These things are right. Write. They said, write. Write. If you are not writing, you are not going anywhere. Because when you are not writing, you are saying that, I don't need it. Two, I don't need it now. I will never need it. And then again, it, I think there is no sense in it. And if the word of God comes to you and you can interpret it in this three context, you are a fool. And fools don't have a future. Value knowledge. Value knowledge. And then we talked about two kinds of knowledge critical for good success. Somebody say two kinds of knowledge. Say two kinds of knowledge. We talked about sense knowledge and we talked about what? Sense knowledge and what? Say sense knowledge and revelational knowledge. Yeah, sense knowledge and revelational knowledge. And we talked about how to acquire them. Let me just introduce and close. Look at Joshua 1.8 with me. I'm introducing the next bit of this. This book, let's read it together. One go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That's all. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Take note. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. We are looking at the confession code. Somebody say the confession code. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Somebody say in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He said in the beginning. In the beginning of what? Let me tell you this morning. Good success begins with your words. Somebody say good success. Begins with what? Yeah, that's what he says. This book, you see, he gave him the knowledge. Then he says, you have it now. But this book shall not depart from your mouth. You see, you have not launched your destiny for good success until you start to speak. The launching part for good success is your mouth. Good success begins with your words. Somebody say good success begins with my words. Yeah, that's right, because what do we use our mouth for? We use it to speak. And what comes out of our mouth? Words. 
the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Good success. That's what. Listen, that is where we are on now. The confession code. The confession code. Many people have destroyed their future through their words. Many people have destroyed. Relationships have been destroyed. Churches have been destroyed. Dreams have been destroyed. They've been aborted through words. Words are very, 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 very powerful. The first person to experience good success was God. Somebody say God. He was the first person to experience good success. Did he encounter problems? A lot of them. But he knew how to use words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. I mean, the moment he started, no, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Ah, everything, nyama, nyama. Everything, basa, basa. And most of us will look at our lives and many things are nyama, nyama. Many things are basa, basa. And you want to speak. You are tempted to speak. You know, when things don't go well, what do we say? We have to be real. We have to be real. Is that not what you say? We have to be real. Listen, for the supernatural being, you are not real if what you are saying is not in consonance with the word of God. We have to speak realities. What is your reality? Your reality is what God says you are. Only one person heard what I said. Said your reality is what God says you are. That is who you are. What God says of you is what is your reality. Your reality is not your experience. Your reality is what God says of you. God says you are the head. So now you may be living in one bedroom apartment, but you are still the head. Am I communicating here? God says he has made you a ruler of nations. So now you are ruling over nothing. But your reality is that you are a ruler of nations. Can somebody say an amen? That's it. God looked at Abraham. He had no child. He said, have I not called you a father of many nations? For a father of many nations have I made thee. He calls those things that be not as though they were. You want to call those things that be not as though they are. Yeah. Bible said he called those things that be not as though they were. You want to call those things that be not as though they are. They are not there. I don't have money. That's why you will never get it. I'm poor. That's why you are getting poorer. Because you see, when you say I'm poor, you don't move from uh, poverty to riches. You move from uh, poor to poorer. And it begins to go down and down and down and down and down. You will not go down with your mouth. Your mouth will not destroy you. Your mouth will not bring you down. You will fulfill your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will speak right words. You will speak life transforming words. And the words you speak will come to pass. In the name of Jesus, good success begins with your... Somebody say good success begins with my mouth. Have you been blessed this morning? Have you been blessed this morning? Lift up your voice and be to thank God and give him praise. Lambro Koshagada da Bahadi Basanda Ego Shagada da Bahade Boko Shanda da Baha Vrande Boko Sianda Labraha Legebesa Brandi Boko Shagada da Bahandasa Fande de Boko Shagada da Bahali Brosabra Handi Bakala la Bahade de Zebrediva Handasa In Jesus' precious name In Jesus' precious name Thank you, Father, for sanctifying our tongue today Thank you that we speak the words of life. We speak words of success. We speak words of progress. We speak words of prosperity. In Jesus' precious name. Pastor Afrakwa has just placed in your hands the key for 
all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afwapa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,